Welcome to the Mindfuckery podcast. This week I've actually got flu and I haven't been able to record anything. So I'm sharing with you the interview I did with John Kenny on his podcast, The Relationship Guy. He interviewed me just before my book launch in November. This was the second time that I've been on his show and we spoke about the book, we spoke about emotional divorce and what it means and what it entails. We spoke about divorcing emotionally and how important that is, about woundology and financial coercive control and how important it is to heal the wounds, including the original wound. And as a spin-off following this podcast, we've actually recorded a third session and I will share that as soon as it's available. Uh, That was me doing some wound work with John, some truly transformational work, which he was saying at the time, it's just blown me away. I feel so much lighter. So I will share that at a later date when that becomes available. So please enjoy this and we'll be back next week. I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, so my guest today is a returning guest and the founder of The Divorce Sanctuary and something called Wound Talking. Uh, She's also the author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse and is here to talk about her new book, Divorce Matters. She's been a woundologist for over 20 years, working with past life wounds, clearing ancestral trauma and working with this life wounding. Welcome back to the show, Elizabeth Goddard. Thank you very much. (laughs) I'm fascinated just by the intro there because I have no idea about. So first of all, please tell us about your book. Yeah. I think we discussed this briefly in our first first meeting and then that book kind of morphed into something completely different. Yeah. It's um it's actually now called I originally when we spoke um it was called three things you should never do divorcing a narcissist I think. Yeah. Anyway, it's not called that now. It's called Divorce Matters. Um, it's a workbook, healing book. It's a, it's a, an encompassed everything uh, to help people who are do- divorcing through um, or divorcing manipulative people, people that are going to manipulate the process, hide things. Um, I've got a little bit of everything with a bit of experience of what I've been through and um, and ideas and questions and things that I wish I'd known a long time ago and incorporated into the divorce process. It's got stuff like um, years after sorting out chi- the child's, you know, children mm-hmm. Um uh, the thing that was put in place to, uh, you know, how their father saw them, uh, uh, you know, reg- the regular contact yeah. and how that kept 
it was getting changed to the point that my kids were teenagers or our children were teenagers and tried to approach that subject again. So in there, what I've done is like, look, get like uh, timelines put in, Mm -hmm. whether it's like every five years it gets renegotiated because if you divorce and your children are really quite young, like say three or four or five years old, mm-hmm. when they get to 15, they've got completely different needs. When they get to 10, they start to have completely different needs. So, you know, pick an age of maybe the eldest child or and, and put those those moments in there, like milestones that you go back. So there's loads of stuff, stuff that got overlooked in the divorce. You know, that's it, it's everything. It's I've well, I've hoped it's everything. It's everything that I could think of. So the, I, the, the stories I've heard about trying to separate from a narcissist are, are, are kind of horrific at times. Mm. And I think, can you ever? I mean, in your own mind, I guess, as your own person, you can divorce a narcissist. But can you, if you've got kids, if you've got ties and stuff, can you ever really? Get yeah, away? that's where the emotional divorcing comes in, yeah. because when you haven't got that attachment it's the it's the healing of the wounds mm-hmm. um when you you're never going if you've got children you're never going to get rid of them there's weddings there's family events there's you know if they ha- get married if they have children you're, there's always going to be some form of contact going on it's about managing that and it's uh, managing your own feelings and and that reaction um a per, you know over response or response over action I should say you tell me a little bit more about that then how do you emotionally first it's of all a, yeah it? I mean it's really hard this is really about healing wounds because you're left um, and I, I can only speak this is my experience left wondering what you did wrong wondering what was wrong with you even mm. though you know it's wrong you know this relationship is wrong and it's painful and it did nothing for you there's still that what what is my fault what have I done why am I not good enough so many different emotions attached to it so where the healing comes is is actually a deeper healing because those are usually childhood wounds Mm -hmm. that this person has been able to trigger they like they've got like some sort of radar that they could pick these people out in a it's like I was honestly do believe that they've got this set of questioning um you know and they it's like one of those um those yes no graphs you know um you they say something to you and if you answer yes they know that they've got a bet oh right yes to that one yeah that's what I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you know I I really do think that they've got this way because some people can see straight through them Mm. and they can see that they're manipulative and other people can't um so it's about emotionally emotionally divorcing which is what's in the book as well so I've tried to balance the physical with all the practical side so looking at the kids looking at splitting assets looking at things because this I got caught out with this and um and I was always filing paperwork away it was like there were so many wage slips this is actually in my first divorce because uh, I can't do it once I have to do it you know a few times <laughs> I'm never going to learn the lesson the first time when you get it down uh, and write a book about it you got to do it yeah. <laughs> so um yeah my we had he had to supply wage slips to prove the income mm. and there was one missing and that didn't get picked up by my legal team, who really should be on that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I've put all these little, 
you know, things in this book to say, look, don't forget this. You know, when you're um, sorting out finances, get a list, go to my my trick would be go to um, like one of these companies that help you deal with your finances if you get into debt. And on there, they usually have got a downloadable list of um, uh, items that you're allowed, you know, that they think are day to day acceptable expenses. And I and I say, go through that download that and then go through all of the information like they'll have to provide um they should provide accounts you know bank statements and things Mm. and go through and make sure the stuff's in there like petrol and and food and rent and you know so start looking because if it isn't in that account it's got to be in another account right so and they've these sort of people are the people that will hide it, hide yeah. that information, they'll hide income, they hide you know hide everything, do everything to try and gain. Yeah, and they shockingly are awful with children. You yeah. know they don't like responsibility for their own children, um, and it will do everything to keep that down. You think you know your kids are so important, you'd really want to support them, but. Not and is that is that is that and that control thing again? Is that to try yeah? To uh, also, I mean, I, financial deal, control is huge. So, and it happens, and this is something that continues after the divorce as well. Yeah. There is an element that they will control the day it gets paid, and if they can't pay something, it might be, can I pay next week? Uh, you know, it's, there's there's lots of elements that can continue afterwards. Yeah, uh, and that is to try and get to you i guess in a certain way yeah because you know a reaction is a supply and that's all they're after they need what they're looking for um in my understanding is to know that they still have that you they still have a role in your life and you're still Mm. thinking about them whether you are or not you know they don't as they think so your reaction is saying oh i'm i'm still thinking about you so emotionally divorcing is no reaction it's like oh or laugh it oh my god here it goes again mm. you know so they to matter what kind of thing that's going on in their head they yeah yeah they and can't, and they can't exactly. actually look at anything that you're doing which is going to give them any kind of evidence that you're oh, oh particularly i mean some of the things that Again, I've got this group in Facebook, you know, and so, so you know, people are um, concerned about children being, uh, you know, them having to access to the children, still having that manipulation. And uh, and I said, some of my experiences with children have been that if you start to live your life, they start to change the behavior and all of a sudden it might be that they can't have them for the weekend. It might be that they can't have them on the overnight access. It might be that they can't because they don't want you to have a life. Yeah. So there's still that element of control. Now, if you're desperate and you don't want your children in, and it is a you know, way of playing games, but if you're desperate and you don't want your children in contact with them as much and you want to limit that, a great way to go out is uh, to do that is to go and start living your life. And, and all of a sudden you might find that you've got, you know, you've got what you want, which is, yeah. you know, they're not spending that time there. Yeah. Cause they think they're getting to you, but actually what they you're, do. you're doing yeah. is, is stopping them. Into- yeah. And it's a win-win because it's got what you, if you want your children, but they're also not having that contact and they're not having that manipulation. Okay. So just to come, come back to the book, cause I want to ask you about the, the other things that are in the hmm. intro as well um so the book is a kind of step-by-step guide a, a, 
a workbook as such for things for you to work on to look at yourself if you're divorcing someone who you believe is emotionally abusive controlling yeah or manipulative yeah slightly manipulative slightly more manipulative i i like to think that emotionally healthy people will decide that a relationship's over Mm -hmm. and they would say it's not working for me or whatever the wording is it's not really working for me I think we'd be better separating. Let's work out how we're going to do this. That you don't get any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's it, they either leave abruptly. There's a lot of drama around it. You might get hoovering attempts where you're told that um, they can't live without you, and you know, leading you to believe that. And then if you've got these wounds that are saying, "What's wrong with me? What have I done?" You know, it's easy to fall back into that. Mm-hmm. Also, with abuse and this form of abuse, it is feels safer in a relationship than it does out of a relationship. So it's um, it might feel you you you're out of your relationship and you think, wow, I can breathe. I've got you know whatever it is going. Uh, I've got my life back, or I haven't got this person um, dictating everything. And then all of a sudden, all the stuff that you've been told over the years uh, comes up like little tiny, you know, I don't know, these sentences, these words are coming up telling you how you can't live on your own. And and everything has been controlled, if, you know, and micromanaged your life. Um, they've been micromanaging you, telling you what you can do, what you can't do. Um, and all of a sudden you're left and you've got to make these decisions and you're mm. traumatized and you've got this trauma bonding that's happening. And and then there's so much going on. So there's the emotional side to divorce. The yeah. book actually covers a lot of the practical. So it looks at uh, a lot on finances, about splitting assets, the real cost of divorce and who's going to pay and how you're going to split it. Okay. But it also has sections at the end and it says like, um, there's a section it says like how are you feeling you know how are you feeling and what has come up for you you know thinking about this um and what do you think they're going to agree to what's the what's the ideal scenario and what's the next best scenario so you can look at i'd really like this but if this happened i'd be okay um i believe this is and I, I know some people take it in a different way I have had people say well you think we should just walk away I don't think people should just walk away with nothing what I suggest is that you make a list and again that's in the book of absolutely everything that you've got and then pick everything you want I want this out of the divorce okay. and I know that this is really important to my ex and then anything in between, you know, I can maybe negotiate with. And and then you can start to, because they have to know that they've won. And it could be by a pound, but it, they have to win. Yeah. And if you're prepared to give over a, pound. You know, <laughs> a car over, you know, a newer car over an older car, yeah. just to yeah. get through, get that over the line and, and have that paperwork signed, then yeah. is it not worth doing it? Yeah, no, that's a really good tactic, isn't it? If you pick the things that are important to them, yeah, and go for them, yeah, and then 
give up on them because they're not actually that important. Yeah, because it's not actually what I want. They so feel, they like, feel like I've got one over on you because you're not you're back down or something like that. Yeah, well, they think that they think yeah. they've got that. Yeah, I had. Um, oh, I'm going back a long time. I had um, a bonus when I was working quite a few years ago, and and I bought this huge TV and uh, surround sound TV and a DVD player, and it was my ex husband's. Like he was in heaven. And I left and he kept it and he wouldn't give it back. So in the end, I just thought, Do you know, what? it's easy. I said, just buy me something, which I got a really cheap, whatever. So that's ridiculous. I, you know, there's me and kids. We need something a bit bigger than like a tiny thing. I think gave us one of the kids out the bedroom. Yeah. Um, but it was a negotiation. You know, he had a few thousand pounds worth of TV. It gave me a little bit of a, a breather to me it was it was worth way more yeah 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 so it is it's about picking those elements you know that they like this and you know that that's no interest to you so you focus on that element you know and and so you you know you can have that you have i'm not going to argue about that yeah Yeah, that's a really interesting point actually because you like you said you're playing into their psyche completely then aren't you yeah because they and, and it's about letting them think they've won yeah Okay, cool. Thank you so much for sharing some of those tips. Uh, and in the book, I tell, tell everybody again before uh, before we move on is the book's name, Divorce Matters, and how do they get a hold of a copy? Oh, it's on, well, it's on my website. There are various different places. You can get it on Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble over in the States, Amazon.com, uh, .co.uk. Um, it's Waterstones Hive. Um, there's a few... I think they've been bought out by Amazon now, so I can't think who they are. But, okay. you know, it's like I would before I go, oh, it's that one and that one. But I think they've been bought out by Amazon now as well. So, so yeah, mostly if you want to get a copy, just head over to Amazon, head over to Elizabeth's website. We're going to take yeah. your website at the end because we're all going to talk about how they can get in touch with you if they want to yeah. work with you as well, which is which is what I want to talk about now. Yes woundology i've never heard of it and i know we had like a brief discussion about it before and it was about you kind of summing up exactly what you do and how you help people so please tell us about yeah i I, my passion is wounds and it has been i um i studied um a past life energetics which is working on a very deep level um with wounds and past lives and how um the trauma that we bring in and we living in this life can have connections to uh, previous lives that we've lived. And I were, and I've used some of the techniques I've learned in that, some of the techniques I've learned with other stuff. And I've just like um, created, not as created, I, it is, it's, it's bringing the best parts and intuitively, because that's what I do. I work intuitively with people. So when I'm working with someone, and I'm locating, I'm asking them to locate the the wound in their body. I know roughly where it is before they tell me where it is. It's okay. I do work really intuitively. Yeah. Um, it, that's how it started. It's back in 2002. So it's 21, 21 and a half years, 22 years nearly. Um, and uh, I started uh, working with past lives. And then about 20, about 10 years ago, I started doing ancestral clearing. Again, it's these patterns that get passed down. So the things that your family tribe do were handed down from two or three tribes before. And it just, it's stuff that isn't relevant. You know, um, we are 
conditions that if we live in a tribe, it's really dangerous to be kicked out of that tribe. Mm. It's uh, because it was really, mm. almost, you wouldn't have survived. Death, wasn't it? Yeah, certain death. Yeah. And, um, but it isn't now. Mm. It's okay for you to leave your tribe and say, I don't have the same ethos. I don't have the same beliefs, religious, you know, political. I just don't, you know, and it's okay to do that. You're not, you shouldn't be facing certain death. Um, and so it's it's about uh, healing some of those wounds, not ju- not just those those, but other stuff as well. There be might be money stuff that comes down. There might have been abuse stuff or trauma that comes back down through this ancestral line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting, really really interesting stuff. And then of course I experienced my own version of um, you know this pain that was wasn't just pain. It was it was feeling a numbness that you can't explain. I was completely numb and I felt like I was, it was an out of body experience until the point that I was triggered when I felt so much pain. And it was like a polarity between the two. There was nothing in between. I didn't feel joy. I didn't feel sadness. It was just like numb yeah. and pain. Okay. Um, so it was about working through that and using what I knew. Um, I had people holding space. I did. Have, I was really lucky to have some friends in the same sort of industry um, that were able to help me clear some trauma and things like that. And then it was like, well, you know, I've, I need. I can do this myself now. I need to be able to do something. So I came up with wound talking completely by accident, um, as you do, and it was. Uh, I'd been going through the divorce and I was getting triggered really badly because and one of the reasons I've written Divorce Matters is for me, it's an excuse to traumatize someone all over again, to continue that abuse through a third party. Mm -hmm. So the legal team then becomes an enabler of the narcissist or the emotional Mm -hmm. abuser. And so it was really important to me. And I was going through this and I experienced things like um an agreement on a form um the box that i was told that they were going to tick this box which meant that at the end of the divorce process um he wouldn't come after me for any money towards it and of course all the paperwork went in and i came back and it was like that box has been ticked and it was on a friday and i sat there all weekend going oh my god oh my god what am i gonna you know Anyway, it all got sorted out, but they then started doing everything. And whether that was on purpose, but to allow someone to sit all weekend worrying when they don't have access to anybody. They, mm-hmm. Their other trick was six o'clock in the evening. Again, you had the same thing overnight. And yeah. it's this stuff. It's like this enabling. So it mm-hmm. really bugs me. Um, it's not just enabling. It's also copying, isn't it? It's also, yeah. you know, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not copying, but. Being being abusive themselves. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like, by proxy, I call it yeah. abuse, abuse by proxy. And I used to read the emails and think, did the solicitor really write this, or has he written it and asked him just to send it on um, in that way? Yeah. Um, and well, and then suggested, I, I start... suggested that they know that they'll bother you if you send it on a Friday or send it overnight. So uh, if you, if you really... wanted to maybe capitulate and give us what we want, then do it at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had all of that as well. So I needed to supply all the information in by, I think it was the 2nd or 3rd of January. 
and I needed to let them know who I was using, if I was using someone, blah, blah, blah. Well, in March, I was still, I, I went through, I said, this is ridiculous. I still haven't heard anything. So I phoned up um, the central, whoever it was, I can't remember what it's called now, in Plymouth. And they said, we haven't received the paperwork. So I then went back to his solicitor and he said, we're still waiting for payment. And I'm like, but I had to get this in on the 2nd of January. Otherwise you were going to, I can't remember what they were threatening to do. Okay. It's, so that's 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 the basis behind that book. Right. You were divorced emotionally. I promise you, you can take control and um, and and walk away uh, with your head held high. I I couldn't quite walk away with my head held high because I, I, I've reacted in ways that I possibly shouldn't have. Um, but I don't want other people to have to do that. And I've got the tools. So I was working. And I work with energy and intuition. And I realized I was running a course and I realized that when I was really, really grounded, I didn't go into rumination. So that was the first thing. Okay, that's really interesting. And then I was breathing and I used to teach bo uh, box breathing, but I actually didn't call it box breathing at the time. And so you, you breathe in and you count and you hold and you count and you breathe out and you count and you hold and you count and you breathe in a box okay. and I found later that it, it you, what you're doing is your thought process is coming for a different part of your brain counting so you're controlling everything by your breath and changing your thought pattern so it helps with rumination it's like yeah. brilliant this is actually really helping me and then I got this really nasty email and I I went to flip out and I just thought so I went and sat on my bed and I'm just going what the hell is going on because then there was an element in me that actually wanted to pick the phone up and contact my at that point estranged husband I just wanted his attention I thought this is really bizarre mm -hmm. so I just sat down I started talking to my wounds as I would in other processes and it was such a, it, it was actually life-changing. I was able to contact the part of me that wanted that attention, that needed that attention, that was in pain. And I was able to talk to her, calm her down, and it just changed everything. Mm, wow. That is wound talking. Okay, awesome. Um, and again, that's really interesting. Something the point that you made earlier on, and you talked about that childhood, that deep inner wound, and maybe like you said, it was, the wounds from past life but generally if you're in an abusive relationship they're able to very cleverly or intuitively or manipulatively pick up on them wounds yeah and they they use those in order to gain the control over the relationship yeah yeah it starts with they really like something that you do and then it ends up with they hate it yeah. and you're like well that's really weird you really like that yeah. you liked that about me so there's that confusion you're thinking about it and there's oh no 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 you know and then there's the more confusion and then it's like and then it starts again and it mm -hmm. it's that cycle the cycle of abuse that goes round and round and round until the final discard and it's that bonding and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller that time between each each stage yeah. to the point that you actually can't recognize whether it's love bombing or whether it's <laughs> discard or even devaluation it yeah, yeah. Yeah, or, or both. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, they don't always discard, do they? They, they if they if they can play around, play the game as often as possible, and you're still yeah. around, and they can still keep you in a space which. Yeah, well, that's why I say the final discard because yeah. they can. You know, it might be, it might be. Um, 
not you know going quiet it might be disappearing for a period of time it yeah. might be you know and then they'll come back and you go oh that's a bit of a relief and and also it's, it can be really difficult at the end of the relationship because of the games mm-hmm. and because they've usually come back um before you're sort of waiting for them to come back again because that was part of the routine mm-hmm. it might be on a subconscious level that you and you have you're not thinking consciously well they've always come back before but on a conscious or subconscious level you know that that was the next that's the next stage and all of a sudden it's it's not happening it's like what's going on this isn't right this this mm-hmm. feels really odd mm-hmm. yeah like you said because you don't know do you, you don't know you're just no. waiting anticipating and yeah mostly <laughs> <laughs> Again, that's all about again again all about the control isn't it it's all about yeah. kind of saying yeah. Power are, and control. are you still going to allow me to get away with this type yeah exactly kind of way, yeah. and and part of it i think for them is like i'm a bit bored now because like you know you've got nothing left for me i i literally felt my ex-husband withdraw um when he found out that i had no money left and oh. i'd been spent you know uh various different things but you know um he couldn't afford to pay for this he couldn't afford to pay for that and uh anyway in the end i said i i you know i think i've got 71 pounds left or something out of out of this uh of my savings and and i felt literally felt him withdraw so um yeah it's it can be you know no energy you've got no attention for them there's you know um yeah, but you yeah. cannot live like that. That is not sustainable on any level. So, no. and that's another Hoover. You know, they realise that oh, that you you got your energies built back, or mm. you've got a bit more. You know, financial resources are built back. So they might come sniffing to see mm. what you can provide them with, mm. as well as attention. Yeah, definitely. Now, we haven't got long left, unfortunately, but I just wanted to come back to your second book, the A to Z book, which mm. we talked about in the first time that we spoke a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned the connection when we were talking prior to, to the recording. You, you were mentioning the link between some people that you said will wish that their lawyers, et cetera, had, had a copy of your yeah. book. Yeah. I wish I kept these. I, I, it's one of those things you think, oh, no, I wish I, I kept that. So with two things, um, yeah, I get that quite a lot. I get, I, I, um, I've read your book. I really wish that my legal team understood, you know, had got a copy of that. And I said, I did say to someone, there's no harm in you sending them a copy, mm. you know. Um, but again, if you've got no money, which is usually how people are left, it's a lot you know it's an expense but that is a wish that they wish that the legal team understood i say in a stand because it isn't it comes from inside um in a stand what somebody else is going through i don't i mean i i I don't really know that many personally uh you know uh in the legal profession but they do seem to be that type that want to win and they've got that Mm. you know that fight in them to win to the end Mm -hmm. and i i'm hoping that they wouldn't take on that role uh to become an abusive party intentionally yeah that's my hope 
Yeah, and um, hopefully, if you give them a copy of the book, they don't. Go I know. Maybe they have. There's a yeah. tactic I can use to try and win. Oh well, that's true. Yeah, well, that that is true because yeah. that, again, you know, uh, if you go on YouTube, I'm sure that there's a great big chunk of people on there that actually fall into the narcissistic spectrum or quite high up on there, learning how to get away with. Oh yeah, because I mean, I've had say, some, I've had some um, quarrels with some dating coaches before about the the tactics and the manipulative tactics yeah get someone to get on go on a date with you or how to win them over and stuff and that's just why would you be teaching people <laughs> yeah yeah it's it is bizarre mm. um, yeah um thank you for your time today i'm sure we're gonna have to cut that a little bit short um because again i think we need to come back and do a part three possibly even discussing doing some kind of woundology yeah absolutely interesting if you're up for it yeah i mean uh, you know we've all got our own wounds oh absolutely somewhere yeah i've always said a work in progress you know learn one bit move on i need to know the next bit um so if people we've already talked about the book people can get from your website what's the name of the website uh divorcesanctuary.com thank you very much if you want to find out more about elizabeth about the books how to get copies and also maybe to find out how to work with her if you're if you know that there's something inside of you that you've maybe had therapy before maybe worked with people before or even never looked at this necessarily but you know there's something inside of you that you you is causing you problems and you want to try and clear that and and move forward in your life do reach out to elizabeth and and she'll be able to help you guide you into that space uh, thanks again for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you so much. And I hope to speak to you again soon. Yeah, great. Take care. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.